Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us this Wednesday. Dylan and Mark coming to you from the Digital Center, and we begin with yet another tragedy on Hawaii roads. Yes, a 70-year-old man is dead after a single vehicle crash in Wahiawa. It happened around 5.30 this morning on California Avenue. Honolulu police said the man was driving westbound when he veered right, crashing into a wooden telephone pole. EMS treated the driver and transported him to the hospital in critical condition where he later died. Now, police said the man was wearing a seatbelt and that speed, drugs, and alcohol do not appear to be contributing factors, but an investigation is ongoing. This is the 11th traffic death on Oahu this year compared to nine around the same time in 2021. Yeah, again, this is the latest uh, traffic incident on Oahu roads. And later this afternoon, city and state leaders will be holding a news conference on the topic of traffic safety. We will be carrying that live on the H&N website, mobile app, and your streaming platforms. And that is set to begin around 2.30 this afternoon. Now to our other top story. After eight months of contract negotiations, nearly 500 healthcare workers on Maui are now on strike. Yeah, picketing workers include housekeepers, food service employees, and some nursing personnel. Our Chelsea Davis reports from Maui. I'm outside Maui Memorial Medical Center in Wailuku where workers have walked off the job. You can see they formed a picket line behind me. They started at 6 a.m. and they say they'll be out here 24-7 for however long it takes. These include United Public Workers members, which include nurses, aides, respiratory therapists, cooks, housekeepers, and much more. It's a total of approximately 500 workers at three Maui County hospitals, Maui Memorial Medical Center, Kula Hospital, and Lanai Community Hospital. They've been in negotiations for about eight months now and have been unable to agree on a contract. It's been a struggle and, you know, but we have our in and outs, we work together. We got each other's back. We're like a backbone. And it's, it's been rough with the shortage and you know, not hiring enough workers, even the pay. The union says Kaiser's latest pay offer fails to meet inflation and they did not address concerns about mandatory back-to-back -back shifts. We have people working 15, 20 years making less than the person coming in the same position as a new hire. So a lot of the folks that's been loyal to this hospital for years aren't being appreciated. It was never just uh, me as an individual asking these terms and to be met. It was the members seeking these terms. And it was all their voices that we're hearing that we're echoing for them this whole time. Hospital officials said in a statement they're disappointed but have a contingency plan to minimize disruptions. All three locations are open and scheduled appointments and procedures will continue. Reporting in Wailuku, Chelsea Davis, Hawaii News Now.
Now to an update on the officers critically injured in two separate incidents over the past week. Officer Felix Gassman, 15-year HPD veteran, has made improvements but remains hospitalized after being pinned between two vehicles while on traffic duty on the H3. He suffered severe injuries to his legs. HPD adds that Officer Nakia Newton, who was attacked last week during a traffic stop in La Ie, is out of the hospital and back at home, recovering from massive head injuries suffered after being hit with a crowbar. GoFundMe accounts have been set up for both officers. Their information is on our website. Governor Josh Green is nominating Kali Watson to lead the Department of Hawaiian Homelands. This comes after Ikaika Anderson withdrew his nomination for the role last week after not receiving enough votes from the Senate Committee on Hawaiian Affairs. Watson has worked in the Hawaiian homesteading communities for many years as a former DHHL director and through his nonprofit, Hawaiian Community Development Board, which works to build and refurbish affordable homes for Native Hawaiians. Watson's nomination now awaits approval from the Senate. After missing for months, an eight-year-old boy with Hawaii ties has been found safe. Bredson John had been missing from Washington State since last June, according to Vancouver Police. And the FBI announced today that John was found in Missouri, but no other details were released. His grandparents were charged with custodial interference, and authorities said they were his last known guardians and persons of interest in the initial criminal investigation. John was born in Hawaii and still has family here. More hit-and-run crashes have drivers calling for increased consequences. Our Jolani Martinez spoke with victims, including one who chased down the suspect. He was the only one driving. He's the only one in the car. That's Anne Rodolfich speaking to officers. She says this white Toyota nipped her car as she was leaving the Hilton Lagoon Sunday evening. My initial thought was, oh my God, we're going to die. All I saw was the headlights and then like someone just speeding. We heard the car, like the tires like just screeching at us. She says the driver then slammed into a pole and sped away with the bumpers hanging off. She followed him to the lagoon parking lot, making sure he wouldn't flee. She says HPD arrived in 10 minutes. Sit down on your ground. The suspect is facing charges of DUI and fleeing in a vehicle. Rodolfich says police told her the driver was involved in another hit and run an hour before he scraped her car. Even the cops were saying that he could have killed someone, he could have killed us, he could have killed himself, he could have hurt anyone, and to me that's terrifying. Yeah, I, I blacked out. Liam Stone was riding his moped down Wilder Avenue when he was hit by a car Thursday evening. It, it really bothers me that people, people can do that kind of stuff and really, like I could have been dead in the middle of the road and they just drove off. Stone says he suffered a sprained jaw, back injury, cuts and bruises and needed stitches on his chin. He says witnesses told him it was a green SUV with a California license plate. We've also had lots of uh, people on the next door app say that they've seen that car driving recklessly in this area recently. So we need to get them off the road. Just look at the attitude of the drivers, the way they run stop signs, they run red lights, the speeding. So, you know, it, it, the, our driving habits are getting worse and worse. Former HPD Deputy Chief John McCarthy says the way to reduce hidden runs is to increase the consequences and enforcement. And I'm afraid with the way the laws are going, uh, we're going to see more and more because there's less consequence for people that do this. 
Police say if you are involved in a hit and run, safety is the first priority. Don't chase after the suspect, but do try to get a good description of the driver and vehicle. Jelani Martinez, Hawaii News Now. Well, the Honolulu Rail Project is moving closer into town, and that means more and more businesses are feeling impacts from the construction work. Our Casey Lund has more. Well, anybody that lives or works in Kalihi knows the mess that this has created along Dillingham Boulevard all the way from Laumaka Street down past Honolulu Community College working toward Costco. And this is going to be the situation until 2026 if it's completed on time. Some businesses have reported that they've lost about 50% of their business since the rail construction started. Other businesses like Chicken and Brisket here on Dillingham have decided to pack up shop and move all together. The rail's coming down here and start, business starts slowing down again, so we decided to, to move. The owners of this restaurant opened up shop back in 2020. They got through the pandemic, but when the rail construction began here, they say it was difficult for people to navigate Dillingham and make it into their parking lot. A lot of folks take Nimitz and avoid this thoroughfare altogether. Difficult to navigate down Dillingham to get to chicken and brisket, and a lot of people have uh, started to go down Nimitz and stuff like that. So it's been spreading out the uh, traffic a little bit more away from chicken and brisket. So we're going to be moving to Pearl Highlands to hopefully boost that up again. They're not the only business that has decided to pack up and move. Hana Tea just around the corner has also done that. Their social media pages say that they're worried about the uncertainty and the lack of business. Hart also says they've been working with local businesses and communicating through flyers and mailers and in-person meetings to try and assist some of these businesses as well as promote them to let people know they're still open. We've been invited to meetings and stuff and uh, they've been pretty communicative about what was going on. So we knew it was coming and so we had already started looking for a place already. Well, Hart says they encourage those businesses to reach out at a 24-7 hotline. They can call the number on your screen or email info at honolulutransit.org to try and communicate with the rail authority. They say they're not able to take a stance on a proposed ordinance or resolution from the city council, but they have asked to be removed from that proposed program. Reporting in Kalihi, I'm Casey Lund, Hawaii News Now. Well, President Biden is wrapping up a landmark trip to Ukraine and Poland. And for more on this now, we bring in our John Decker, who is in Poland. Now, John, first off, thanks for being here today. What was the message President Biden delivered today from leaders from countries along NATO's eastern flank? This was an important visit that the president had with those nine leaders. They're known as the Bucharest Nine. Uh, they used to be essentially under Soviet domination, uh, and now they, are, of course, are valued members of NATO. The president's message to them was the same one that he's delivered throughout this trip, not only in Ukraine, but also yesterday during his speech in Warsaw, and that is NATO is unified. He also wanted to specifically address these nine member states to say uh, that the Article 5 charter uh, remains intact. It is sacrosanct. That's the NATO charter, uh, which dictates that an attack on one NATO member is an attack on all. The president saying that NATO and the U.S. will always come to their defense if indeed they are attacked. And there are concerns uh, in these countries uh, about the ambitions of President Putin, uh, whether he'll take uh, his ambitions beyond Ukraine and perhaps enter into their territory. That's why this meeting was so important and why it was scheduled on the, on the president's uh, uh, billet over the course of the, the last day. Yeah, and this key meeting took place one day after Russian President Putin announced the suspension of Russia's last remaining nuclear treaty with the U.S. What's the latest reaction from the White House on that? 
There was a reaction today from President Biden himself. He was asked by a fellow reporter of mine just before that meeting that we just discussed, that Bucharest 9 meeting, uh, in which the president called it a big mistake on the part of Russia, a big mistake on the part of President Putin to suspend their participation in this particular treaty. Uh, I also had an opportunity, Dylan, to speak to a senior uh, U.S. official, part of the national security team for President Biden last night. Uh, he said it's not a surprise, but he also points out that uh, Russia is not withdrawing from the treaty altogether. They've simply suspended their participation in it. I think they're trying to send some sort of a message. And Dylan, the same official points out that Russia, as it relates to this nuclear arms treaty, known as the New START Treaty, has not been complying with this treaty for years. He says that Russia has been cheating on this treaty for the last few years. So that's something you also have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm, for sure. Let's turn now to the president's speech in Warsaw last night. What type of reaction are you getting from administration officials on that speech? Well, they're very pleased with the way uh, it went. You know, this was a large crowd that turned out in Warsaw to hear uh, the president's speech, about 30,000. That's the estimate coming from the mayor's office here in Warsaw, uh, dignitaries on hand, some of those leaders from NATO countries also in hand, and as uh, regular folks uh, from around Warsaw who were invited to come uh, to hear the president speak about the future of NATO, uh, the importance of democracy, and the importance uh, in, in supporting Ukraine in this war against Russia. All of that uh, the president spelled out in a very tight speech, about 20 minutes or so. I think it was one of the better speeches that President Biden has given during the course of his presidency. Last question for you, John. Does the White House believe this three-day trip helped shore up some bipartisan support for Congress in uh, support in Congress for Ukraine? Yeah, this was three days in which the focus was on President Biden, his message during that secret trip that he took to Kiev, Ukraine, uh, the two-day trip here in Warsaw. And they do believe that this has indeed shored up support uh, among a bipartisan group of lawmakers in Congress. Uh, when and if there's another aid package that comes up before Congress, the White House is confident that once again they'll, they'll get what Ukraine needs passed out of Congress and to the president's desk. It also helps that just last week, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, also expressed the need to continue supporting Ukraine. So you have this big voice from the Republican side joining forces with President Biden's voice here in Poland. And uh, for all of those reasons, they think it was a terrific trip on the part of President Biden, not only in Ukraine, but also here in Poland. Got it. Thank you so much for this insight, John. We appreciate you and your time for being here on This Is Now and safe travels. Later this afternoon on Maui, Space Force officials are expected to provide an update on cleanup efforts following the fuel spill at their complex on Haleakala. Back in late January, 700 gallons of diesel leaked out of the Maui Space Force surveillance complex following a power surge. Space Force leadership has apologized for the mess, vowing to ensure it's cleaned up and never happens again. Well, locally, we've been telling you a lot recently about a forever chemical called PFAS and its environmental impact. Now a new CBS report looks into the presence of the chemical in everyday products, including the wrapper of one butter brand who is now phasing out the chemical, and many other companies are doing the same. Dina Demetrius reports. It's as natural as the day my great-grandfather made the butter. Irish Kerrygold butter is prized by many consumers for its grass-fed goodness. 
But what consumers may not have realized, that grease-resistant wrapper contains per- or polyfluoroalkyl carbons, PFAS for short, a toxic artificial compound. They last forever. They're called the forever chemicals because they're very persistent. University of Notre Dame biochemist Graham Peasley co-authored studies on PFAS. His team uses a special particle accelerator to test fluorine levels in products. They are used in over 1,600 different industrial processes and products. They make Teflon pans non-sticky. They make clothing waterproof. They make packaging waterproof. In late 2022, Kerrygold stopped restocking its foil wrap butter to retool its packaging for California and New York ahead of new state PFAS laws. The company provided a statement that reads in part, we will continue to ensure packaging for our products remains compliant with all relevant state legislation and regulatory requirements. Kerrygold's butter wrapping is not linked to bad health outcomes, but PFAS in general have been linked to certain cancers and other health dangers like high cholesterol and preeclampsia in those who are pregnant. We've since discovered that all these PFAS are immune suppressants, so they suppress your immune system, and that means any opportunistic disease, including some types of cancer, could take over. 11 states now have rules either banning or reducing PFAS levels in items ranging from carpets, clothing, and cosmetics to food wrappers and containers. Many companies have voluntarily removed intentionally added PFAS from their products or packaging. The site PFAS Central by scientists at the Green Policy Institute lists dozens of companies with PFAS-free products, including Clean at Sephora, IKEA, H&M, and Chick-fil-A food packaging. The big companies have uh, pledged to phase out uh, by 2025 and the smaller companies are already doing it. Peasley says they're hard to come by, but consumers should start looking for labels that say no PFAS. Dina Demetrius, CBS News, Los Angeles. While President Biden is in Europe, First Lady Jill Biden is kicking off a five-day visit to Africa. Her first stop is Namibia, where she met with the country's president. The visit is centered on food insecurity and efforts to empower women and youth in the region. She'll also be traveling to Kenya to wrap up the trip. Well, welcome back. Let's give you a live look outside right now. Well, everyone in Hawaii loves Las Vegas. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, yes. 48 degrees. And what, do we have some some snow falling on the strip, Dylan? You know, I know there it was snowing recently after that system moved in there. But right now, it uh, checks the weather. It's 2.15 p.m. there, 48 degrees. So I think it's just rain right now. But um, as you can see, very wet there in Las Vegas. In fact, my grandparents just came back from Las Vegas, and I believe they're watching right now. Very so uh, good. here's a live look at where you guys just were, Grandma and Grandpa. Uh-huh. <laughs> Las well, Vegas. Precipitation uh, and, you know, with all the wet and rainy weather that we've been having over the past few weeks. A lot of people thinking about Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> well, here's a look at what the forecast holds for the islands heading into the weekend. Let's check in with Guy Hoggy. It's already very windy over on uh, Kauai, but for everybody else, we're in single digits, but that's just because uh, the winds are kind of slow in waking up. Believe me, they will really ramp up today and get quite strong over the next several days. Uh, notice the, the color of the streamlines, right? Whenever they turn to orange, that, uh, they're going into the 30-mile-an-hour range. So into the weekend, they're going to get quite strong, even stronger Monday and Tuesday. And winds that strong, upwards of 30 miles an hour sustained, could lead to spotty power outages, down power poles, that sort of thing. So just be prepared for that possibility. Otherwise, we'll see a fair bit of sunshine over the next several days. We will have some windward and mauka showers, but because the winds will be so strong, 
right? Whatever rain comes in will also be moving out very quickly. That limits the rainfall buildups. Flooding, not really a concern. Although, like I said, with these winds running so strong for so long, we could see some spotty power outages. <laughs> Time now to take a look at what's being talked about online. Well, Wednesday is National Margarita Day and finding show the popular cocktail is being threatened by climate change. That's because the agave plant used to make tequila is having a hard time growing in extreme weather changes from drought to heavy rains. It thrives in hot weather with little to no water, but severe storms have had a major impact. Climate change is also affecting the Mexican long-nosed bat, which pollinates the agave plant jeopardizing future growth. Well, a worker at a recycling facility in Japan's northernmost prefecture of Hokkaido made quite a unique discovery recently. About 10 million yen in cash mixed in with other trash. That equals about $74,700 in U.S. money. The stacks of 10,000 yen bills were inside several garbage bags among miscellaneous paper garbage collected in Sapporo on January 30th. The worker's supervisor notified the police about the incident, and they are handling the money as a lost and found case. Officials are looking for the money's owner. They said if that owner is not found within three months, ownership will be reverted to Sapporo City Hall. Well, this isn't just good news. This is great news right here. Heads up for movie lovers. What a deal in store at Consolidated Theaters Capole all year long. $10 tickets for luxury seats and 8 bucks for regular seats. Just, just a remarkable deal. That's now, a steal. <laughs> this is to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the renovated multiplex, and this applies to any movie, any time, all year long. The location will also continue its Tuesday Mahalo days. With uh, They have just $5 tickets for all seats, and the discount deal begins next Thursday. Uh, that is amazing to see. Um, and this is a promotion that, you know, what, what's really great about it, too, is that it does apply all year long yeah. to any movie. This isn't something like, okay, well, this is a, a 3D one, so, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's not happening for this one. This is applying. So 10 bucks for the luxury seats, which are so comfortable, so great, all right, when they recline back, <laughs> and then 8 bucks for the regular seats, which yeah. is cool. I got to go see a movie. It's been such a long time since I've last seen a movie in theaters. Of course, everybody streams yeah. nowadays, but uh, support your local movie theaters, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, the experience is amazing. Last yeah. movie I saw in person was uh, Avatar 3D. Uh, it was about three and a half hours long. You just oh. settle in and enjoy. That's when the luxury And take a nap while you're at it. Really that is a long movie. Yes. <laughs> hey, we also want to tell you about some good news out of Maine. A very lucky person has come forward to claim the $1.35 billion Mega Millions jackpot. It was won at a Maine gas station last month. It was the second largest haul in Mega Millions history. The winner will remain anonymous, but has chosen to take the pre-tax cash payment of $723,000 instead of the annuity. Good move. Uh, yes. Uh, the winning ticket was bought at a hometown gas and grill in Lebanon. Uh, I think I mis misread that total, but nonetheless, they are getting a lot of money no, no, no. in their pocket. It was that right. Oh, $723 million. Yes, 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 yes. I said 1000 My apologies, guys. My apologies. <laughs> um, but good news for that person. Maybe not so good news for other 
ticket holders. Uh, if you had your ticket, I apologize if you're not the winner. That maybe wasn't good news to you. The sums that we've been seeing on these lottery stories and just, you know, it feels like in the last year or so yeah. with Mega Millions and Powerball have really been astounding. Skyrocketing. Yeah. Yeah, more and more. <laughs> um, we also want to tell you about one more pretty cool festival. This is a bamboo fighting festival uh, in Akita Prefecture in northeastern Japan. And this is the first time it's happened in four years. The traditional mid-February event is part of a ritual that has continued for more than 700 years. About 160 residents were divided into the North and South Armies. And get this, they battled each other over three rounds using bamboo sticks around eight meters long. The North Army won this year, which indicates there's a meaning to it. Farmers will have a good harvest. Tradition holds that uh, if a South team victory, it would have led to an increase in rice prices. Look at that. They got some really fun stuff over there in Japan. And proper equipment. Good to see the hard hats in yes. the mix. But uh, what, a, what a party. I know, man. I, I love how much they respect their cultures and traditions over there in Japan. Uh -huh. And that does it for us for another edition of This Is Now. Much more online. And we'll see you back on First at Four on KHNL and K5. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground, and Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.